Welcome to Happy House Families Podcast with your hosts, Morgan and Sandy. We are here to be an easy resource for families on the go and who aspire to create more joy within their families. Morgan is a special education teacher with a master's in education. Sandy is a consultant who also has her master's in education and has worked with families for over 20 years. Both of your hosts have a vast experience working with neurotypical and neurodiverse children. Welcome to the show. Hi everyone, welcome to Happy House Families. This is Sandy. And this is Morgan. And today we're gonna talk about what to do if your child is struggling with feelings of entitlement yes. because we definitely see that here in Los Angeles. We do, more than we would like to. <laughs> <laughs> Even going down um, you know, certain specific like areas, locations, like the Brentwood Country Mart, you know, there's, yeah, there's different places like you that. can kind of like see it on a weekend. Like and in it's not toy even store. necessarily <laughs> just children, too. Oh my gosh. LA is like the capital of that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and so we want to help everyone <laughs> with this problem. And I just think that if we feed into entitlement, sometimes we can kind of create little monsters. Yes. Um, so yeah. And so then it becomes difficult. Yes, totally. Yes, 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 yes. Recently, um, I was working with a family and their child um, wanted a toy and he was not able to successfully describe it to them because they were all set getting it for him and he was not able to describe it and they couldn't figure it out or find like find out what he was talking about so he became very upset and actually uh, destroyed a room oh wow yes okay so we want to make sure that you know we have like children and grown-ups like all of us that we're able to handle no or the idea of like not now or I'm not going to get this because if we do get everything we want in life and all of a sudden it's a no it becomes very very hard to tolerate those feelings yeah um and in life we don't Fortunately or unfortunately, we don't always get what we want. Yes. And then so. when we become adults, we need to have coping mechanisms because inevitably we're not going to get everything that we want and we might not get our dream job right out of college or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Or dream spouse. I've had two divorces, so I've experienced <laughs> that twice. Yes, exactly. So we need to be able to cope with these things. Exactly. We do. Yeah. We do. So anyway. We're here to teach you from our life lessons. Exactly. So, um... And we basically want to work on this and address this issue because the person who's experiencing all of this heartache when they're not getting what they want, they're actually going through a lot of horrible, sad, intolerable feelings. So we want to make sure that your child or you or your, you know, teenager, mm -hmm. you know, you're able to tolerate feelings of not getting what, what you want when you want it and just being able to accept. Yeah. And this kind of goes back to our previous podcast with resiliency. So it's like how to be kind of become more resilient by kind of helping your kid not be so entitled. So like the first thing would be is to have boundaries. Exactly. Right? Appropriate, age appropriate, whatever your life appropriate boundaries for your kids. Exactly. That's very true. And then you can do that with having chores and self-responsibility, mm -hmm. making sure that they are doing age-appropriate and developmentally appropriate chores throughout the house, starting with something as simple as like making sure that all their toys are put away, that their room is clean. Yeah. Uh, the that, pets have food. Exactly. Yes. And that they're brushing their teeth that night and their bathroom is, you know, doesn't need to be spotless, but, you know, they 
have it neat and clean and the toothpaste is not in the bathtub you know things like that yeah exactly so just kind of some self-responsibility and if the kids don't follow through on these things that there are you have to be consistent with it and Mm so maybe a good idea would be with uh, age appropriate chores uh, then your kid can earn something so first they have to do xyz they have to set the table and make sure the dog has food and whatever it may be and then they can earn their desired activity whether that be to watch tv maybe have some xbox or some time on the tablet I don't know whatever that is that they like so uh, a good way to build this would just be kind of like a first you do this then you earn then you earn your preferred activity exactly yes first and then yes Yes. it's a really important thing because that seems to happen in life a lot right you know like for example with like studying for a test like you have to study and then you can you can do well so just understanding that a certain behavior has to happen in order for um a you know something positive to happen you gotta work for it it shouldn't just fall in your lap exactly exactly that's so true so then that's talking about necessity versus privilege yes Yes, like what? Like making sure that your child knows that they're getting what they need. Mm-hmm. Versus, so this is talking about need versus want. Like all their needs are met. They have like a bed to sleep in. They have a roof over their head. They, they have food. food. To eat. Exactly. Yes. So all their necessities, all the, you know, needs are taken care of before the wants. Yes. Um, I like that a lot. And then another thing that we really need to do is to uh, practice gratitude. Um, And so I see this even in my own classroom. Uh, Maybe I shouldn't admit this, but sometimes like as a reward, I'll give the kids a little treat. So I'll give them uh, some sort of, like I'll give them one cookie if at the end of the week, if they did a good job. And uh, sometimes I'll hear only one, that's all I get. Uh, And I go, we have to have an an attitude of gratitude. one is more than a lot of other kids are getting, right? That's true. And so that we just need to, instead of looking, what am I missing? We need to see what am, what am I getting out of this? Exactly, I like that. And then, so, um, you know, I'm a big Oprah person. Like, <laughs> love her. Anyway, so I remember listening to I can't remember what it was a YouTube video or something where she talked about that every night she writes down what she's grateful for because what you focus on you get more of Mm -hmm. and then also just trains your brain to look at things a certain way more positively exactly instead of like like what you had mentioned earlier what don't I have start thinking about what do I have Um, so one of the things that you can do with your child is every night maybe before they go to bed or even when you start the day uh, list three to five things that you're grateful for Uh and then you can even talk about like why you're grateful for it so if your child says I'm grateful for our home and then you can talk about why, like it gives us shelter when it's raining. You know, I, we have so many happy memories here with my friends. And so you can even go into the why you're grateful. Yeah, and then you can even do that at dinner. And that can also kind of help foster uh, communication and connection. That could be kind of like a dinner time conversation. Oh, what happened today that we're grateful for? Exactly, I like that. And then another thing that's so great, and we shouldn't, we always tend to do this kind of around the holidays. Uh, but it's good to kind of do this maybe a few times a year is to give back. And so if you, if your kid outgrows their clothes and there's no younger siblings or friends that you can give the clothes to, go with your child to donate it. Mm, like mm-hmm. make an act, go volunteer, uh, just, yes. and make sure your kid goes with you to just kind of really see. Exactly. And experience that. Yes. And you can even volunteer at like a pet shelter. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because it'll be fun and they're giving back. And when you do volunteer, it definitely opens up your eyes to like what else is out there. Yeah, and that brings you back to maybe a state of gratitude. Exactly. That's so true. Um, all right. And so what we also want to say is that we want our allowed to our, our children to have natural consequences for making poor choices. Uh, so if we don't always need to rescue them because then that is also going to feed into their sense of entitlement that they can do nothing wrong. Uh, but my parent or whoever is always going to kind of come and save me. So mm-hmm. we do not need to let our kids have those hard feelings sometimes. That makes sense. And just tolerating being uncomfortable. And that just happens in life, right? Yeah. It just happens. Yeah. Some things yeah. were let down sometimes. We didn't maybe get the part in the play that we wanted. You shouldn't go storm to the school and make sure that your kid gets that. They just kind of need to deal. Sometimes exactly. we do get rejected, and that's just part of life. We don't get every single thing that we want, and that's yes. okay. And we just kind of need to have those conversations and kind of put things in perspective. Um, and also, we need to realize that our children aren't us. Mm. Yeah. So that... Maybe your so kids... that you don't take on the feelings of um, those horrifying feelings of being rejected and that you're actually standing and being a source of strength for them and inspiration and also just normalizing it because these are normal experiences. You're not going to get always get, like you said, like the role that you want in a play. Mm-hmm. You're not always going to ace every single test that you get. Yeah. Um, and so when these things happen, you can find out like what can I learn from this? And when you figure out where the wisdom is in the pain, then the, then the pain lessens. But if you jump on the bandwagon with them and keep talking about how it is so painful, then it just makes it worse. But if you start looking for the wisdom in the pain, it will lessen the pain and it will also give you a more positive outlook. Okay, so you didn't get that role. What other role can you try out for? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're destined to be in a different role so that it will grow you in a different way that you're not aware of. Yes, exactly. And with that, you don't want to like, uh, you want to want to make sure that you're present because sometimes we'll kind of go into the future and we'll spiral a little bit, but you just need to come back kind of down to reality and to what's happening in here. And oh, yes, exactly. And I'm glad that you're mentioning this because I was working with um, a boy before and he did not do well on one of his tests. He got a, like a B. He usually <laughs> gets all A's. And he totally spun out and was talking about how he now cannot get into an Ivy League school later on. Like, what if what happens if he now just starts getting B's across the board and he's not going to maintain his straight A um, status? What's going to happen if he doesn't get into the schools that he wants later on? So he definitely jumped the gun Mm -hmm. and started to panic. And then that was a whole other issue where we had to, like, get grounded again in the present and also just realizing that this does not, and also this is what happens. I think so many kids feel like when that rejection happens, they feel like it did, like they're, they're being rejected and it just totally rocks their self-esteem. And they think it's going to keep happening over and over and over again. Exactly. And that's not true. Exactly. And that we have these bumps in the road and they're here to teach us. Yeah. And that we can actually continue. So one of the things that you can say to your child is, um, you will be okay. Just letting them know that they will be okay. You can handle this. I know you can handle this. Like, what do we need to do so that you can feel better? Yes. Yes. But not let them get away with it. Let them have those natural consequences and those natural feelings. Exactly. And then just problem solve as to how they can 
um, figure out a different way to respond next time. Because it will happen again. And that's the thing. For example, with rejection, it will happen more than once in life. And with grief, grief will happen more than once in life. Mm -hmm. And love will happen more than once in life. So like all these feelings are reoccurring and they're all here to teach us. Um, So if they can understand that all of these events that happen are life lessons to actually grow us as a person. Yes, I like that. Yeah, oh, good. Okay, thank you, Morgan. (laughs) Thank you, everyone. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And you can follow us also on Facebook or send us an email. And yes, all right, we look forward to hearing from you. Okay, have a great week. Bye. Thank you for listening. To contact Sandy and Morgan, check out happyhousefamilies.com or email at happyhousefamilies at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out their Facebook page to join the community. If you like the podcast, be sure to rate us. It helps the show be discovered more easily and help more people.